done. You can get it done. What's more, you gotta get it done. There's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. Let's get the gleam, all right? Let's go. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. Hey, guys, where else would you rather be? This is Hour 2 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. And we're grooving right into hour number two. Coming up, Jermaine Farrell joins us, David Smith, and then the head women's basketball coach at Virginia Tech, Kenny Brooks. That's at 835. Joining us now on the program, he is the Hall of Famer, and he personifies everything about Virginia Tech sports, in my opinion. His name is Mike Burnett. Michael, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, Rick. I'm doing well. Looking forward to this warm weather this week and a little taste of spring. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Big game on tap tonight. Man, oh, man, this is uh, some good stuff happening around here. I was with the women the other day. 6,000 plus there. Whipping up NC State. Mm. That'll be a great interview with uh, Kenny Brooks. Yeah, looking forward to KB. I tell you what, I think they're the best team in the league, Mike. I really do. The way they're playing right now, I mean, my goodness. Oh, yeah. It'd be hard to argue against them, that's Mm. for sure. And by the way, is there a better phrase in February than I just heard weather guy go soaring into the seventies, right on Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta love that now. Just keep it up for about March and <laughs> I know going into April. I know, I know. It's gonna be, it's gonna be on. Well, let's talk about the uh, the men's team a little bit. Let's go back. Um, tough game against Pitt. Very physical. Some chippiness going on, but uh, Tech. They were favored to win it, and they did. What were some of the things you liked best about the Hokies' performance against the Panthers? First of all, how were they favored to win that game? <laughs> They're favored tonight. I mean, They're favored tonight. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just crazy that I mean, you can't make it up. I mean, the Hokies are sitting there pits like tied for first and going into the day with UVA, <laughs> and you know the Hokies are sitting down there wherever they were, twelve, thirteen, and uh, favored. That's like. Unbelievable. But you never know, and that's what the home court is worth, right? Mm-hmm. Because the Hokies have played so well at home. Same thing tonight. But that game was physical, man. I'm telling you, I, those three officials did a great job of uh, keeping it under control. Lee Cassell and Ramey Styans and A.J. Desai because Jeff Capel was up in their face, especially old A.J.'s. I mean, he was just – I don't know how the guy didn't get a technical. They showed great restraint, Uh not teeing up a couple of their players, too, because there was just so much barking and chippiness going on. It was amazing. And so, yeah, but the Hokies did. They played really well. I mean, they, the defense was connected. They only gave up three threes, and uh, that was a big part of the game because uh, Pitt came in averaging almost 10 a game, and they only got three in that game. And so and then the Hokies they executed really well on offense. They had five guys in double figures. Got an unusually great game from Malajo Petito at a – Virginia Tech high 15 points, and he played a bunch of minutes, had six rebounds. You know, you don't see that out of Melijah much, but he got a lot of playing time and took advantage of it. So, you know, the Hokies shot the ball well, over 50%, and makes a difference when you make shots and you defend. When you watch this team, Mike, and you see the things they've had to deal with, first of all, you know, Hunter was out for a while. Now Maddox is not there. I mean, 
they've come through some things now, but with the way Grant Basile has picked it up, what have you seen from him? I know that kind of became uh, – he had the one poor game. It seems like it's a lifetime ago, and Coach Young wanted him to be more aggressive. He's done that. But when you watch this team now, do you feel like finally they're in place? If they can just find a little consistency, they maybe could put themselves in a spot to repeat what they did last year in the tournament. Yeah, yeah I mean, you hope that. I mean, obviously the game against Georgia Tech last week was a big setback yeah. because you thought yeah. you were over that hump, right? And – uh you know, but it'll all be told in these next couple of games because you think about it, you got a great team in Miami coming in here tonight. Then you got to hit the road at Duke on Saturday, and Duke looked really good last night and just dismantled Louisville. And it looks like they're playing at a very much higher level than they were. And, you know, then you, you got to turn around and play Louisville on a Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. That's, those are the fun one, right? Uh. And Louisville, they're playing so much better now, too. And so. And then you get Florida State to end the game. So, I mean, it's there for the taking, but they're going to have to continue to just play well consistently. You know, I don't – coach never worries too much about the offense. It's more about defense and rebounding and taking care of the basketball. So, but they're getting a great level of play out of Grant. There's no doubt about it. And um, hopefully he can keep it up. He had so many people up at that Notre Dame game. It was unbelievable. It must have been 30, 35, <laughs> 40 people there. <laughs> and that was cool to see because he had such a great game. Mike Burnup joining us on the program, the Virginia Tech Hall of Famer. Well, speaking of that defense, Mike, it's going to be challenged tonight, right? This Miami team, you saw it uh, up close and personal. They get over 90 the first time around. Tech's offense was just fine down in Coral Gables. But this offensive team from Miami, when they're on, they're pretty special, aren't they? Yeah, well, that was a clinic down in Miami if you liked uh, offensive basketball. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, Miami shot 57% and the Hokies were like 58%. Or something like that, back and forth. One was one, one was the other, I think. And um, yeah, you just couldn't get enough stops. I mean, Nigel Pack went off at the end of the game there. He made five five threes in the span of like five minutes and kind of took over the game. But that was an unbelievable game. I think there were 17 lead changes in that game, and I don't know nine or ten ties. It was it was really a high level offensive basketball game. Just nobody could get the stops that they needed. And so it'll be fun tonight to watch. Uh, but if it gets up in the 80s and 90s and it becomes a track meet, uh, Mike Young will not be happy. Yeah, you're exactly right. How in the world do you lasso that backcourt? I mean, my goodness. I mean, Pack was hitting some shots that you don't try just throwing them up from half court during warmups, right? I mean, he was knocking down some threes. No, no. I mean, it's so, they're so talented and they seem like they've been there forever. You know, I mean, Isaiah Wong's just a terrific player and. Jordan Miller's a handful. He's a matchup nightmare. And, you know, Omir, I mean, he's a big old kid inside, too. And, you know, but the other side of it is they got to watch and they got to guard Basili. And, right. you know, and Hunter Couture and Sean Padula, both those kids had 20 points in the first meeting. Right. And so, yeah, they got that's why it's just so much intrigue around this thing and who can get the best of who and who can get the stops that they want. So, and the crowd will be a big factor in that, I'm sure. So, you know, the way they've been so active, the Castle Guard and all that. It's going to be fun, fun one. And, you know, you, when you think about it, it'll probably be the best crowd because when they play Florida State coming up later on, I mean, that might be the start of spring break. And if it is, yeah, you know, there'll be a lot of people won't be there. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the way that's going to time out. You're right. It makes such a big difference. Unfair question, Tom, because we don't know the results, but do you feel like there's anything Tech can do in the regular season to put themselves back up in a favorable spot when you start seeing things like Lenardi's bracket and so forth for an at-large, or do you think they have to go through and, and, and do some things in the postseason again? 
Uh, I would think they probably have to go some stuff through the postseason. I mean, uh, when you're sitting there looking at them now, uh, they could win the last four. I mean, that certainly puts them in great shape. And if you could, because that's going to be another couple of high quality wins, right? Over mm-hmm. uh, Miami and Duke. Um, the thing that kills me is that how is North Carolina like always still on the bubble? I don't They've know. Got, like zero quad one wins, and the first team maybe in the history of the NCAA to start out number one and didn't make the tournament. Right. But yet <laughs> they're always on the bubble. It's like what, what are you seeing there, Joe? <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know, but I think the Hokies could – I don't think they're out of it by any means. You never say never, just like last year. But they certainly got to help themselves, and they could do a big step of that by finishing up on the regular season on a high note here, taking care of two really good teams, and then you know taking care of the other two that you got the last two So that you're supposed to win. So, and, you know, you may know – you never know what might happen in the tournament. Obviously – you can get away from playing that Tuesday game. That certainly helps matters, right? Because oh, yeah. you don't want to play five and five days to try to win it all. Yeah, that's, so we'll see. A lot left to be, a lot left to play for. Yeah, that's something that you know the NBA will try to low manage out of that, right? <laughs> but they can't do that oh, in college basketball. <laughs> yeah, and I know you spent a lot of time on the All Star game the other night, didn't you? Oh my lord! I mean, <laughs> unbelievably, how bad that is. I mean, it's just, and I want to, I want to like the NBA, Mike. I think there's more talent than ever. I think the kids are, ta- but it, boy, oh boy, it just, whoo, they got a lot to fix. How about my- how about McClung winning the slam dunk? Uh, how great is that? How great is, is that, that? Is that too funny or what? It is. I mean, it's great. It's the only thing really that carried any any interest at all in the whole weekend, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So good for him. Put that pulled out the Gate City jersey. Yeah, that was, I know. It was awesome. So cool. It was awesome. They're yeah. selling those like hotcakes, by the way. I saw where they're, they're like up and they sold out of them and they're having to make more. I mean, it's great. It was great. Entrepreneurs, uh, man. I, I know. Of I, love pot, right? I love it. I love it. Mike Burnup joining us on the program tonight. Tech and Miami. He'll be on the call with Zach Mackey. It's going to be a big one tonight at the Castle. Have you heard anything? Is it sold out, Mike? I've had some people text in just now. Is it a sold out? Oh, yeah, it's sold out. Yeah, okay. got to go to StubHub if you want to try to find tickets. And uh, they've been hard to come by without a doubt. So yeah, it'll be a raucous atmosphere. And gosh, it was great in their Saturday with Pitt and uh, UVA. You just think about the home games they've had. That crowd's been a big part of why they've gotten over the hump, just like Kenny Brooks will tell you the same thing. I mean, over 6,000 there against NC State, first time I ever beat them back-to-back. So, you know, the old Castle Guard is worth some uh, few points here and there, for sure. Well, Mike, you've done this so long, and, and to talk about that, uh, these fans are unbelievable. I mean, tech tech fan, I don't care what sport you're talking about. I mean, we've already talked about showing up 62,000 for Wofford, on a Saturday and mired in a seven-game losing streak. Games are still sold out or close to being sold out. Now they they go out and sell out these basketball games. I mean, you can make an argument all of a sudden that Tech Fan has emerged as some of the best fans in all of college sports. Yeah, I think they kind of always have, right, for the most part. But now, yeah, they're just – I think they want to – you know, obviously the basketball team had such a great run last year. They're the ACC champions and – that was fantastic, and you know, with Brent Pry, the excitement he has brought certainly has wanted people to go. You mentioned that Whopper game; that was eleven a.m. Right. I mean, good lord, right. and still sold out. Great crowd. So, yeah, it's been uh, the Hokie Nation has been great, and um, I think they'll continue to support their teams. And you know, it's like they're going to be like that this spring. I mean, just think about the buzz around baseball and softball coming up, and you know, wrestling's had a good year; they're going to finish strong, and so. It's going to be a fun spring around there to watch, obviously. 
Mike, we had uh, Coach Pry on Friday. It was a really good conversation, and, and there's so many different attributes to him that I really like. And I just, I, you know, going into year two, there's just he's always kept the same message. You and I have talked about it, but just hearing him talk about the things that he's looking forward to and the competitiveness that he's creating. Now, you and I, now, of course, you had to send him a text, so now I'm, I'm on the hook now to go out here for the hunger drills with you. So you and I are going to have to go. At some point, <laughs> I got the invite. Uh-huh. Allegedly, supposedly. Allegedly, supposedly, we could go right. We could go and then create our own uh, our own outcome of how we did in the uh, hunger drills. I mean, we could do that. But, oh gosh! But you've been funny. you've been there watching him. I mean, what he's doing there. I mean, it's about culture. And I thought he made a great point. He said, you know, we're still establishing that. The understanding that it's not where it needed to be and it's not even close and so he's continuing that i love that and i think that's what things like this do right these hunger drills and all the attention they've got well yeah and they're separating the men from the boys right and they're finding out who the leaders are sure uh, for sure so i mean that roster has been flipped i mean people will be surprised when they see like what happened to him what happened to him and um yeah when you bring in that many kids uh and early enrollees that, that that certainly is a great problem because now they're going out through the hunger drills and the winter workouts and spring practice. They're going to have so much of a leg up on the kids to come in this summer, um, which will be another 20 or so coming in. So you figure they got 20, 20 some now plus the portal kids, six, seven of those kids, and then you have another 20. That roster's flipped over. And uh, but the the good thing is, it's like there's competition at every spot now. And so that's what you needed. Competition makes everybody better. And so it's going to be fun to watch in the running back room. Uh, for example, when you see those guys challenging Malachi Thomas and Gaishel Tootin, and you think about, uh, you know, Kyron Drones is going to challenge Grant Wells, those receivers, you know, the transfers, Allie Jennings that come in, they're going to, tra- uh, you know, challenge those other guys. It's going to be fun to watch and see who, you know, kind of comes up to the top. I think at some point, Mike, that staff's going to look around and go, wow, look what we were able to do. They didn't have that kind of competitiveness, did they, for spots because they just didn't have the depth last year in year one. No, and the crazy thing was, I think back to the winter workouts then that they had in spring practice, I mean, they still had like in Sandlot football, they had the the piece of athletic tape eight inches long and had your name on it, right? (laughs) Right. I mean, nobody nobody knew anybody. I mean, they just – they were new coming in. You can't spend – but. So much time with them on winter workouts and you know you put those helmets and pads on and unless you know everybody's number uh, they were trying to learn who's who right so there's so much farther ahead of the game now and uh, again with the competition it's going to be great to see when spring practice starts right after spring break yeah it really is i mean and it's it's just a fun journey i know people get frustrated with some of the bumps in the road that come mike but the journey back for tech football is going to be very intriguing to watch, and I, I just I just don't find a lot of ways right now that anybody can levy any criticism with the way Coach Pry is going about. It. I think he's going about it exactly the right way. I really because he's always honest yeah. about where they are and where they want to be. Yeah, he's very transparent about everything, and uh, even like when we did that level seven podcast when Bill and I did, and I asked him, I said, "What did you learn about yourself as a head coach?" Yeah, he just was blunt. I didn't think I did a very good job. I mean, so. You know, a lot of things will be different this year. You know, when you got year two, uh, just learning as a staff, that'll be so much better than it was. And Chris Marr will be calling the defense. And, you know, Brent can be the overall head coach and 
sure he's going to spend time in the defensive room, but he's going to spend time on offense as well. Didn't have any coaching changes. You know, they were able to keep Fontel Mines, who people were after him because he did. He had such a big hand in recruiting some of these kids uh, that, you know, they had to up his salary to keep him, which they did and were able to. And that was a, certainly a big, big thing as well. So, you know, it's, it's moving in the right direction, and year two will certainly be a lot smoother than year one. Again, the problem is the schedule is a little tougher too, but, you know, you get some of those early games, get some confidence, get some continuity, get that culture going, and that'll uh, certainly bode well for you moving down at the end of that schedule when you got three of the last four on the road. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we'll see how it uh, all plays out, and uh, we'll see how it goes tonight at the Castle. It's going to be loud, and I'll tell you what, Miami kids better be ready to go, right? Jim Larinoga's been around a while, but they haven't seen an environment like this. We know how much the football team wanted to play in Lane Stadium because they get no environment. They're going to see it full throttle tonight in uh, Castle Coliseum as well. Oh, I know. Coach L, he'll be sitting there with that uh, whistle he's got, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that trademark whistle. You'll be hearing out of bunch tonight. <laughs> so, but they got a really good team. It's going to be fun to watch. And, again, that, that first game was such a high-level basketball game. On the offensive end, it's going to be a matter of who can who can defend tonight and uh, kind of impose their will. And hopefully, the Hokies will be more engaged than they were down in uh, Miami the last time. Mike, before I let you go, I know uh, you're really close. Of course, we talked about this last week with uh, Jeff Charles's family. How are they doing? Have you got any updates on how they're doing now? And this still this news is still so shocking that we got. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to Debbie a bunch of times. Uh, I talked to her yesterday, and uh, yeah, she said they're hanging in there. And um, good, good. She said what what the the people down in East Carolina have done has been remarkable. There's tributes to him all over the place, and they had a little service on Saturday and reception after that. And um, you know, they had these T-shirts that they made, and they they put this T-shirt over Jeff's seat. Uh, so nobody will be sitting in the seat that he broadcasted games from. And That's awesome. You know, they're going to do something later on at Minji's Coliseum uh, where they're going to have uh, the general public will be able to come in and kind of have a little celebration of life. And uh, so, yeah, they're they're hanging in there as best you can and um, doing okay. And they're just trying to get through the rest of the season and see what happens from there. But yeah, she's been a trooper for sure, and uh, that's just – some of the saddest news you'll ever have. No, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Well, that's good to hear. Well, Mike, listen, have a good call tonight. I know you will, and have fun, and uh, we'll talk again next week. We'll see how Tech navigates through these next couple of tough games. Yep, it's going to be fun, Rick, and uh, good luck to you guys, too. Thanks, brother. Thank you. That's uh, the Hall of Famer, Mike Burnup, joining us on the program. Great stuff from him, as always. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Rolling along here in hour number two. Mike and I got to get out there for the hunger drills. That may or may not happen. Stay with us. He won't sit, but oh boy, does he speak. More Big Dog Sports Talk next on WRAD. All right, we are wrapping up the 
segment here, bottom of the hour coming up. Thanks to Mike Burnup. A little bit later on, David Smith. Talk some NFL stuff. Kenny Brooks. Talk some tech women's basketball with the head coach himself. Hope you're doing well. Thanks to Mike Burnup. Jermaine Farrell scheduled to join us next from WFXR. Here on what's going to be a very warm and pleasant Tuesday. We'll be back. This is handsome Jimmy Bank, the boogie-woogie man, professional wrestler. I'll tell them my people, listen, listen to Rick Watson. Yeah! 25 minutes for the top of the hour. Thanks to Mike Burnett for joining us on the program. David Smith joins us at the top of the hour. Then Kenny Brooks, the head women's basketball coach at Virginia Tech. Coming up right now, he is the sports director for WFXR. His name is Jermaine Farrell. Jermaine, good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm doing all right. How about you, sir? Hey, I'm doing okay, man. Here on this Tuesday and college hoops in the Big South, final week of the regular season. Got a big uh, ACC tilt tonight. Hoops, hoops, and more hoops right now, right? I tell you, it's, it's basketball. We, we're getting down to the teams that are wanting to either solidify their seating or teams that just hoped to have their name called in about three weeks. So, Big-time basketball, and, you know, i tell you what, the atmosphere, you know, we were down there Thursday for the uh, Radford game against UNC Asheville. Great atmosphere, exciting time, just a couple of tough losses for Radford, but I know that they can turn it around get it going because at the end of the day, I mean, these games are important, but, you know, obviously winning your conference tournament is probably the only way you're going to get in. So, you know, I, I know that Coach Nichols can turn everything around, so it'll, it'll be okay. And, and like I said, there's a lot of talent. And sometimes you hit that rough spot, but they can definitely get it going because there's a they got something going on down there. And as you well know, you've seen it. So there you go. Well, it was great to see you guys down there. You've been so supportive all year. We appreciate that. And uh, yeah, you know, and you know this, and, and you know, you cover so many high school tournaments and you watch it. For leagues like the Big South, Jermaine, it, it's all about that final weekend, right? I mean, I know Asheville's won the regular season. They've deserved it. Regardless of how you're finishing up, whatever seed you are, you know, you're going to get one bid out of the Big South to the NCAA. So it's all about that weekend, right? Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, certain conferences, you know, like I said, your Big South, your A-Suns, you know, conferences of that level, they're, they're only going to get one bid. And basically, yeah, you want to be putting yourself in position to have your name called. But at the end of the day, you got to win the, the conference tournament because as crazy as it is, I mean, you could have the greatest season in the world regular season-wise, but it all comes down to the tournament. And if you don't win that tournament, chances are, I mean, well, you're not going to get into the NCAA. So positioning, playing well, getting a good little run. And, and you know, like I said, I said, you know, like next week when – the conference tournament tips off for the Big South. I like Radford's chances. I think that um, it, it, you just have to catch lightning in a bottle, and they've done that before in the past. You know, they've, they've made runs, and you've seen them do that. So 
it's all about the tournament at the end of the day. The regular season championship is great, but it's all about the tournament, which, you know, I know some people don't, don't really like it all being put on one week. Some people feel like where the regular season should count for something, but it's just how it is. It's how it's set up, and depending on, like I said, your league, the league you're in, they're one-bid leagues. Unlike, you know, like your, your Power Five, I mean, you're going to get multiple bids. You know, but and then even then, there's some teams like Virginia Tech last year. I mean, they needed to win the tournament to even get in. So that's just something they had to do. So it's it's really an exciting time as we get down to the, the this this is what they call March Madness, and we're we're getting close to that. Well, you're right. As Jermaine Farrell joins us on the program, it's about seeding. It's about postseason and. Virginia Tech's uh, men's team has an opportunity tonight. They cashed in on it on uh, Saturday. They were favored against Pitt. They're slight favorites tonight against number 13 Miami. But uh, they have a chance that Mike Burnup just said, you know what, regardless of what happens in the regular season, they're probably going to have to have another tournament run to make the big dance after those losses to BC and on the road at Georgia Tech. But one thing about it, Jermaine, you've covered this team all year. You know when Tech is on, I mean, they're as dangerous as any team in the conference. And that's the thing. I think I saw somewhere they were doing like a what team could win it all and get on a run. And a lot of people are picking Virginia Tech because they do have the pieces. They've just been in, you know, kind of snake bit a couple of these games. And I know, you know, if for, if for some reason they don't get into the NCAA tournament, you know, they're going to probably look back and say, well, these were the games, you know, the, you know, two losses to Boston College that helped your cause, close losses, you know, like to Clemson and, and Wake Forest was a close loss. So they're about, you know, a lot of those games, if they win them, let's say if you beat, let's say, you know, like right now, you know, if you beat Boston College twice, you know, your your record looks a little better. If you can, you know, find a way in these close games to win them, you have a chance. But now it's an opportunity to get a win over Miami, which is a team that uh, they played well a couple weeks ago. They They had a lead in the second half, and then Miami just caught fire. But this is a game that I think they can win. The crowd's going to be elected down there tonight, and I feel that this is a game that uh, they can win. But obviously, you know, every win helps. You know, winning definitely helps your cause. But probably, like you said, at the end of the day, they're probably going to have to win the ACC tournament to get in, more than likely. I mean, and they've done it before. I mean, I didn't think that they would be in the same position last year that they'd be in this (laughs) position. I figured that things would be a little different, but – you know, it, it, you know, at the situation, you just got to roll with it and, and see what happens. But I think this is a, an opportunity for them to get on a roll, get hot, and, and just take it from there. Jermaine Farrell joins us on the program. He is the sports director for WFXR. They'll be on hand tonight as well for the Tech-Miami game. Well, one program we don't have to worry about making the tournament is Kenny Brooks' squad. The ladies are just rolling right now. He's going to join us uh, in about an hour. But you've watched this team as well, Jermaine, and I'm so impressed. We had Georgia Amor on, and some of the things she said, the way they think about the game is very advanced. I mean, I mean, Tech has had a strong women's program. Bonnie Hendrickson saw to that, you know, and going forward. But to see what Coach Brooks has done, I really don't think he gets enough credit, does he, for what he's built here in Blacksburg? He, he has that. I mean, and, and the proof's in the pudding. I mean, he's had the success of James Madison. He, he really, his program dominated the CAA. And now, you know, he comes to Blacksburg. I mean, it took a little time to get it going to get his style of play because sometimes when you come into a program, 
you kind of have to change some things up that the previous regime did, you know, with Coach Wolf when he was there. But then, you know, he came in, he's recruited very well, he's brought in some big-time players. And this team is very experienced. I mean, it's a senior-laden group. you got players, you know, that were all conference players and players of the year and, you know, in other conferences. So to bring those players in, like a Taylor Soul, you know, or Ashley Owusu, you know, who hasn't had a chance to play as much because of injury, you know, Kayla King can get hot, you know. So you got players, you know, uh, uh, Kiana Trailer, which is, is kind of neat because her sister, you know, Ashlyn Silver and Rafford, so you had that combination. But it's really a, a great opportunity for this program. I mean, now I'm seeing some bracketology. They got them on the three line. Some has even got them on the two line. And so they have, I mean, they've won, you know, six in a row, a lot of them against ranked teams. So this winning streak hasn't been against you know, some weak teams. They right. played some tough teams, and the ACC has been pretty strong, and they have blown them out. And since they lost to Duke, you know, they lost at Duke. Something has happened, and they probably have figured this out. They say, okay, this is not who we want to be. This is what we want to go. So this team has a great opportunity, and obviously the opportunity to earn a top-four seed, not only in the ACC tournament, but the NCAA tournament. Because the less games you have to play and the less travel you have to do, it, it pays off. And when you can host – the NCAA tournament, that's such a big opportunity. So that's really what they're looking for. But Coach Brooks, I mean, an awesome coach, does a great job with his program. And a lot now that like he's been there the last few years, there's an expectation now. I remember I, I interviewed him before. He said, you know, when I first got here, we were just hoping to get into the NCAA tournament. Now the expectation is to not only get into the NCAA tournament, but make a deep run. So – We'll just have to see how it goes. But, yeah, he has been a tremendous coach and is someone that deserves all the accolades that he's getting. And he's done a tremendous job. And, you know, he, he does a good job. So it's great to see the success he's having with the Hokies. And uh, I'm sure, like, that now they got a big one coming up Thursday against North Carolina. They've been reeling a little bit. But that's a game, you know, you want to end the regular season on a high note. I mean, you got two road games at North Carolina and then at Georgia Tech games that – this program, if they play their best, they should be able to win these games and, you know, earn a you know, top four seed in the ACC tournament and even in the NCAA. I agree. I mean, I agree. They, they really feel like, to me, and maybe I'm jumping the gun. I'm sure I am. But they, they have the look, Jermaine. They look like they could be a Final Four team, right? I mean, I know that South Carolina is still far and away. What Don Staley's done is the team everybody's chasing. But they have that look for, to me. I mean, now we're getting ahead of ourselves, but that's, that's how well they play when they're on. Heck, I mean. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, this team has played, you know, strong basketball. I mean, they've had a couple of hiccups, but they've bounced back from those. And, you know, there's an understanding with this program that they can, can do some things. And, you know, I, I think when I, when I look at them, I think the biggest thing is, is that what this program can do, you know, they can get to um, – they can get to the, the Final Four. I mean, this, this team has Final Four potential because it has those pieces. You know, the pieces that, you know, you have a great post player, you have great guard play, you have great team chemistry. And the biggest thing is, you know, you, you play two games at home, so that, that helps your cause. They're not gimmies, but, I mean, it helps when you play at home. But then after that, you know, you can get into the Sweet 16 and, you know, more than likely, I mean, I'm sure if they had a preference, they'd, and they, there's an opportunity they could because women the way they do it now, there's only two regional sites: one in Seattle, one in Greenville, South Carolina. And obviously, 
if you had your preference, you'd rather play in Greenville because it's closer. So the more they win, it, it enhances their opportunity to even play, you know, re, a, a, you know, a Sweet 16, an Elite 8 at home. So that's really where it's at. And I think that they can have those opportunities. Well, I know how passionate you are about collegiate sports, but I know you're also extremely passionate about the high schools. We have basketball going on, wrestling happening all over the place. And that's something else. You know, we don't talk about it enough, but the rise of, of wrestling, I guess Christiansburg kind of got the ball rolling here in the NRV. But, Jermaine, I know you've noticed, right, and the Roanoke Valleys and here in the New River Valley, our wrestling programs in our high schools are tremendous, aren't they? They are, and congratulations to Stan River for winning their first ever state championship in wrestling. I mean, how about them, you know, doing that and, you know, a well-deserved uh, championship by them because, I mean, they're, they're, you know, these programs are growing and, and they're doing what they need to do to win. And now, you know, we get into track and field season. We get into uh, the titles there and then high school basketball. We're deep in regional play. A lot of teams are playing uh, quarterfinal action. So, now this is the time. You know, in high school basketball, there's so many great teams. I mean, when you look at some of the teams like Carroll County uh, in girls basketball, Pulaski County in girls basketball, they're looking good. Fleming and PH had a thriller last night in girls basketball. And, uh, you know, some of the other teams, you know, that are on the forefront, and I don't want to leave anyone out, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, a team like a, like a Perry McClure girls, they're rocking and rolling again on the girls' side. Off the top of my head, those are the teams that are kind of rocking and rolling on the boys' side. I mean, you got an EC Glasses playing well, Patrick and William Fleming playing well uh, on the uh, on those sides there, uh, and then you know Radford, of course, year in year out, their perennials and and all those teams in the smaller classifications looking well. So there's a lot of good high school basketball teams. The road to Richmond, they want to get to Richmond, they want to do what they can to get there. And, there's opportunities for these teams to, to make that run, but it all starts, you know, right now because if you lose in the regionals, it's over. And the key is if you want to get to state, you have to make it to the regional finals. You get to the regional finals, then right there you're playing for seeding, you're playing for opportunity to host a state quarterfinal, maybe even a state semi. But the goal is to get to the regional final. You punch your ticket to the Elite Eight if you get to the regional final, and that's the key. Because if you lose in a regional final, you know, yeah, you want to win a regional title, but your season's not over. So, basically, if you're in a state quarterfinal, right? I mean, a regional quarterfinal, you need two wins to make it to, to, to the state quarters. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I know you're going to be at Castle Night. Where else are you guys going to be, all of your amazing uh, folks covering sports this week? Well, I mean, obviously, today's a big day. Virginia Tech baseball, they start their home opener yep. right now, so yep. we'll have that. And then, you know, like I said, high school basketball all over the place, so we'll, we'll have our eye on that. And what's one neat thing, too, is the region uh, region 1C boys and girls uh, finals will be at Castle, which is be kind of neat to play there. You know, I think the last few years has been at the Craiger Center and Roanoke uh, College, but they've had some issues with the floor. Right. But now, I mean, to have it there, to play there, and I think I heard many moons ago they used to have it there, if I remember right. So Castle has hosted some high school games, so they'll have to put down that high school three-point line. that uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll get that painted one there because they don't have it there. But they'll paint that down and get it going. And to be honest, I wish all the regional tournaments were at a neutral site. Kind of, you know, I know the high school gyms want to host them, and that's great. But to be honest, I think once you get to this level, I think a regional your regional finals 
and your state quarters should be at neutral sites. They've done it in the past. I know the Salem Civic Center, they used to be, it used to be, the Salem Civic Center used to be like a hub for regional, sort of state quarterfinal action and even state semifinals. So you kind of like to see that happen there. Well, listen, Jermaine, you're the best. I appreciate uh, your time. I know you guys have a very busy week ahead, and uh, we will talk to you next week, my friend. All right, sir. Well, I appreciate you. You have a wonderful and blessed day. All right, there you go. That's Jermaine Farrell from WFXR. You can find the WFXR folks any game that you're attending, high school-wise, college. They'll be there, as always, covering the best here in the New River Valley, Roanoke Valley, and the entire Commonwealth. We're going to take a break, come back. Wrap up hour two, remind you what's ahead in the third hour. We return here on this Tuesday, sunny outside, going to be gorgeous. And I mean gorgeous for the next few days. (laughs) Love it. We'll be back. Big Dog Sports Talk is taking a timeout. Now hold it, wait a minute, timeout. You want to say that one more time without the sarcasm? BTSD will return in a moment on WRAD. Mike Burnham, Jermaine Farrell. Coming up, David Smith talks some NFL postseason stuff. And then Kenny Brooks, head women's basketball coach at Virginia Tech. Here's actual footage of me when I hear the forecast say soaring into the 70s. Oh, oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was out of nowhere. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Uh, by the way, one of the many, many reasons that you are the best listening audience in radio, we uh, had given away all of our Virginia Tech Miami men's basketball tickets earlier, and then we had one of the folks who won say, look, it turns out I can't go. Please give them to someone else. So the game is sold out for tonight. It's going to be a raucous atmosphere at the castle. Tech, by the way, slight favorites tonight seven o'clock on espnu and uh, we're getting ready to head into our break here and so now i have a pair of tickets remaining so we're going to take the uh first person who calls me up there you are 639-4900 for miami virginia tech men's hoops tonight appreciate the listener for being so nice and so courteous to be honest and say hey i can't go just give them away to somebody else so if you want to go to the game and you have someone you want to take, call me up, and then I'll get to you during the break, 639-4900, and the tickets are yours. And as soon as we get into the break here in just a little bit, we'll um, take care of you on the phone line. All right, so just let the phone keep ringing, and I will be there to uh, (laughs) let you have the tickets for the sold-out event here tonight. And again, thank you so much to the listener. Uh, It's been very easy just to take them and then try to, you know, sell them or move them again, whatever it may be. So it's kind of cool that uh, 
that you were able to uh, do that to help someone out. Again, Tech, two-point favorites, just like they were five-point favorites. Mike said, how in the world were they favored? People are going to look at tonight and wonder, wait a minute, number 13 in the country. I'm telling you, it's that, stuff, it's that tough to win on the road in conference play. It's that tough to win. So um, that's why. And everybody kind of knows deep down how good this Virginia Tech team can be. All right, we're going to take a break, come back. David Smith coming up. Give away our tickets here in just a second when I get to the phone. Stay with us. Kenny Brooks, Hour 3 as well. Power Hour coming up here on BDS Tech. 